Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, we want to welcome you to We Found Another Hour, a podcast. Uh, and really, it's a ministry of our church, Grace Baptist Church, and I'm thankful uh, to have in the studio, well, our regulars, Brother Michael Sharon, our student pastor, and Brother Caleb Lewis, our associate pastor in residence. And today, we have a very special guest, one of my favorite people on the entire planet. Uh, he serves as our senior adult pastor here, our pastoral care pastor. Uh, I, I consider him my right hand uh, and left hand. I mean, he's just everything. If we call him around here, the goat, the greatest of all time. <laughs> so uh, let's make welcome in the studio, Brother Bob Carroll. Pumped to have you here, Brother Bob. Yeah, thank you. Brother thank Bob, you, you told me before that the very first time I ever called you the goat, that you thought I was insulting you, right? Yeah, like I, I, was... under, I didn't understand that. I'd never heard that. <laughs> Brother Bob thought I was being spiritual because, you know, Jesus says I'm going to separate the sheep from the goat, yeah. and I called you the goat. Yeah, and I no, said, brother, I mean, yeah. you were the greatest yeah, of all did, time. We didn't use that phrase when I was coming along, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, well, and you and Noah, um, y'all grew up and, and went to high school together, graduated together. Right. Noah from the ark. Right. Noah. Right. And uh, so, anyway, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, Brother Bob? Well, I'm, I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, by the way, you're talking about my school friend Noah. He made better grades than I did. <laughs> well, that's why God chose him. That's right. He, he, went, yeah, into, that's he went into engineering, didn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, he and, and I mean, carpentry. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. was a jack of all trades. Yeah, he was. He was good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing the good. The I'm Navy. glad to be here with the you Navy. guys. The Cajun Navy. <laughs> well, we're certainly glad that you're here. Brother Caleb, how's things going in Caleb's world? And I've, I feel like uh, I've not seen y'all in a long time. And man, have you grown since I've seen you last? Oh, you know? man, I've grown at least three or four pounds. Uh, <laughs> no, it's going good. It's going good. We about forgot what you look like. I well, did not. I did not almost forget what you look like. So. For those of you who don't know, bro, Steve, he's been in quarantine. Some some of his family came down with a little bit of COVID. So he's he's been hanging out from home, but he's good and family's good. But Listen, it's good I'm, to have you back. I'm glad to be back. That There's nothing like a good quarantine. And Brother Bob, you know all about this because not only were you quarantined, you were quarantined because you had COVID-19, as I cut. often dub, dub it, the yeah. Corona Communist Chinese virus. Uh, but nevertheless, this thing is really, hey guys, right now, this thing is really running rampant. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, you know, we're certainly sensitive of that because as Brother Bob had COVID and uh, Brother Bob, as we've already alluded to, you're kind of on up in that uh, susceptible age. Barely. So, uh, I mean, you just barely met the curve, but we were <laughs> praying for you and Miss Faye. And, um, but... Thankfully, you, I, I won't say mild, you didn't have it as mild as my household did. Now, I did not have the COVID-19, yeah. but my wife did, and uh, we suspect my daughter did. Mm -hmm. She had the very same symptoms, only we did not get her tested. Leanne, my wife, who's been a guest on our podcast, she's a nurse, so she has to be tested. And uh, But they, they, they really uh, were on the other side of that. And really, the only symptoms they had at all was the fact that they lost their taste and smell. Yeah. 
which that benefited me because I was quarantined with them yeah. and I did all the cooking. Yeah. So because yeah. they couldn't taste, it was all delicious. Uh, yeah. And you... then I, and I took advantage of the fact that they couldn't smell and I didn't take a shower the whole time I was in quarantine. <laughs> Praise uh, the Lord. Praise, Praise the, the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Uh, what kind of symptoms, Brother Bob, did you have with the COVID-19? Well, I, I lost my sense of smell, which was no big deal. The, the worst part of it was the weakness and uh but after about the fourth day i began to feel lots lots better and and i think i did have a mild case especially in comparison to some people and uh but uh, we just live life like normal in our household faith thank god did not take it mm -hmm. and uh so isn't that uh, odd it is odd it is odd let me tell you what's odd what i what i've discovered about this virus and and you know we we take this very serious uh, at Grace Baptist, and, and, you know, we take it serious because it, it, it does operate so oddly. Like, um, Brother Michael, you just lost a family member um, yeah. that was not much older than, than I am. I'm 46, and he was uh, 51, is that yes, correct? Sir. And uh, no underlying symptoms, so we certainly are praying for you and your family as y'all travel through this time, but... You know, to see uh, the 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 ways that it affects people is just. That, I think that's what's so odd. Uh, this virus is so unpredictable. So we do uh, really uh, covet prayers for our community, for our church, for our, for really the whole world as we travel through what I've called all year of 2020 unparalleled and unprecedented times. We've never, brother Bob, in your. Uh, uh, we keep referring to your age and, and, you know, uh, we're grateful that Miss Fame, that, that she was much, she's much younger than you are. And, uh, so we're grateful cause they allowed that way back, you know, when y'all yeah. got married, uh, you'd be put in jail for that now, but way back in little house on the prairie days, it was fine. It was good. Yeah, it was good. So we're grateful for that, but you know, we keep referring to your age, but how old are you, brother Bob? 78. So at 78 years old. Have you ever experienced a year like we've had in the year 2020? No, 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 no. Nothing even close. No. It's, I remember when I was uh, late, maybe late elementary school, early high school, polio was rampant. And uh, I thought you were going to say bubonic plague. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, polio was, was the fear in everybody's heart, and, and, but nothing like this. No. Well, it, it certainly, I, I mean, I've not experienced anything, but most people that I talk to, this has just been an, an odd year. So uh, we're certainly grateful to the Lord, um, and, and this is where our hope rests. I mean, obviously, uh, this is why having a relationship with Jesus Christ is so important, That's because... Right. You know, our hope is not in this life. Mm -hmm. And um, I, don't, I don't know. I share this statistic. It's often not encouraging, but it's so true. I share it in sermons, and I share it uh, at just about every funeral. And here's the statistic when you think about it. Uh, one out of one. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Brother Caleb, are you ready? This, this, yes, you sir. can write this down for your residency program. It's 100%, yes, by the way. You can one use out of one, one out of one. one. Okay. Okay. I know you weren't, they don't teach math at seminary. No, I've tried to forget that. So one out of one, out of every one person, one out of one is going to die. Mm -hmm. That's right. Hey, did, did, mm. boy, isn't that good? That's good that, preaching. That's right deep right it is. I mean, it's deep. See a lot. It took me, it took me 
a many a year at seminary to come up with that. But Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 says, Pointed unto man wants to die, and then the judgment. Certainly we don't want to take uh, death lightly, because for those uh, apart from Christ, it's tragic. And those uh, even left behind, for those who know Christ, the ones left behind, it's tragic. We hate to lose people. But, you know, the Lord looks at death quite differently than we do. He doesn't, it doesn't carry the same uh, mindset or, or really the same viewpoint from the Lord. When you think about Psalm 116.15, what does it say? Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. I know this is odd to say, but God loves death for his children because that's just the means, that's the vehicle that takes us home. And uh, so that's why our hope is in heaven. And that's why I pray if you're listening to this podcast and you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, uh, that you would do so. The Bible says that Jesus died for our sin and he was buried. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And through that gospel message, Paul said it's the the means of salvation that that, that in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, that the gospel, uh, that that's God's conduit. Uh, that allows us to pass really from death to life. To, uh, it, it, uh, it clothes us, I like to say, it clothes us with immortality. So uh, hopefully and prayerfully you're prepared for that time to come, whether that time be through a virus or any means. Um, our hope is not in this life. Hey, listen, we're going to continue. Let's take a break because I got a question um, that is a... Whew, it's a, it's a good one. So uh, I'm sure we'll have lots to discuss on that. But let's take a break, and then we'll continue with our guest, Brother Bob Carroll, and our uh, studio regulars, Brother Michael Sharon and Brother Caleb Lewis. Thanks for tuning in to We Found Another Hour podcast, and we'll return right after this break. Hey, listening audience. Thank you for tuning in to We Found Another Hour podcast. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about a great Christian education for your children. As uh, many of you are aware, at Grace Baptist Church, we began a ministry, a Christian private school uh, called Grace Baptist Academy. I'd love to invite you to check out uh, some more information about Grace Baptist Academy, especially as we walk through these unparalleled and unprecedented times of the year 2020. But as we uh, move toward 2021, we would love to have your pre-K-3 K-4 or kindergarten student to be a part of Grace Baptist Academy. If you'd like more information about that, please go to our website at www.gbcspringfield.org and uh, just follow the tab to Grace Baptist Academy. Enrollment is so easy and uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that uh, tuition is uh, very, very reasonable and it is, again, a great ministry uh, to lay a great foundation for a great future for your student. Again, Grace Baptist Academy, www.gbcspringfield.org. Well, we're back. Uh, Again, we're ready to tackle a tough biblical question, and I'm going to give y'all a question that I imagine is going to spark, uh, well, quite a discussion. But this comes from a listener, uh, and let me read the question. Basically, it says, uh, I have a question from the daily reading, and uh, for those of you who uh, may be new to the podcast, we do 
a read the Bible in a year for our church, and then we allow them to ask questions. Obviously, we don't take all their questions and answer them on the podcast. Uh, we'd be recording every day, uh, but uh, we answer those either electronically and some uh, randomly are chosen to be answered uh, here on the on the podcast. So here's a question from the daily reading regarding Luke chapter 22, verse 36. The Bible says, uh, or uh, the question continues, Jesus tells the disciples in this passage, if you do not have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Now the question, is Jesus referring to an actual sword, a weapon, when he says to buy one? I read this, that he is telling us to arm ourselves, but is this metaphorically or physically or spiritually in terms of arming ourselves? All right, so there's the discussion, and, and let me put it, if, if you can, in Freeman translation. I like to do that, but basically, um, I think our listener is asking, it, you know, do is it right uh, to... to in this case, have a sword or a weapon, and then how does that pertain to personal protection, the provision of personal protection, and how does all of this fit in the context of our physical lives? Okay, do do we uh, are we supposed to protect ourselves, uh, and and does that mean with weapons that that could cause harm? or even death to someone else. So this is this is a good question. I'll just dive in. Brother Michael, get, give me your thoughts on this question and where we go from here. So for everybody in the room, um, we are all husbands, and we are all dads here in this room. So, so I'm going to say you not only have, have the right to, to own and bear a firearm, but, but you have the responsibility to protect your family. So, so I'm saying, yes, I think Jesus is talking physically about a sword. And here's why I think that. If you go on and read, um, one of the disciples come to him in, in chapter thirty, or in chapter 22 of verse 38 and said, look, Lord, we have two swords. And Jesus says, well, that's enough. So, so he is talking about a physical sword, but I think he could be talking both and. I mean, we as Christians, we know that that what is what is it that over and over again in the in the Word is referred referred to as the sword for believers? What is it? It's the word. Of it's God. the word of God, right? Yeah. So, so you so you need to be armed, right? Physically, and you also need to be armed spiritually. And I was thinking about this, you know, when when David showed up to the camp of the Philistines, and Goliath is there. It doesn't say that David heard the threats of Goliath, and then he went home and got his slinging stone. It says that he went. And he used it. He was armed with it. So as far as can a Christian be armed? Uh, yes. Should a Christian be armed? Uh, yeah. And in, in, re, in referring to defending yourself or defending your family, I think absolutely. Well, I, I, I think you make a, a great point. And, you know, this is a question, I, I would call it, Brother Bob, um, an age-old question simply because I think that... Um, uh, th- this is a dilemma for a lot of people. And, and I, I remember a discussion that I had uh, years ago. Uh, this was back when SROs, the, uh, I think it's school resource or student resource officers. Um, and I'm sure that's a, cro- I think that's a federal <coughs> program. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. But I know like here in Robertson County in Middle Tennessee, where we live, uh, where we live, there are, um, uh, 
county deputies that work for the sheriff's department that are their employment is to be inside the school and obviously this came as a a rash probably over the last two decades of of uh, you know just school shootings and um, just trying to protect and preserve students but uh, there was a discussion uh, that that came from that with uh, somebody from our congregation and, and basically they were asking me is it is it right for somebody to own like a personal firearm or personal protection and you know all this had in conjunction with trying to preserve uh, you know students life or other people's lives but the question what was regarding a, a trust in God and their point to me and I won't say argument I'll just say they're apologetic okay but their point was you know if if we walk around armed doesn't that really display a lack of trust in God, that God is going to take care of me? You know, which, here, here's the bottom line. That's true. God is going to take care of us. But my, in our conversation, uh, I brought it back to something even more practical than that. I said, you know, okay, let me ask you this. Do you go to the grocery mm -hmm. store? Now, come on, man. You know, I, I said, do you go to the grocery store yeah and that person said yes and i said okay then why did you know this would be kind of the same analogy i'm going to use this to try to answer your question about responsibility i said god is not if he so clothes the lilies of the field and the birds do not reap or sow or store in barns but yet your heavenly father feeds them that's from matthew uh chapter six the sermon on the mount i said then why you know, why would you go to Kroger, okay, because that's the place that uh, our folks uh, shop here locally, uh, here at Kroger. That's not only where we shop, but that's where we can get caught up on all the good gossip, okay, because there's, a, you know, especially on those super senior coupon Wednesdays, you know, when, when you and Miss Faye go over there and shop. But, uh, you know, I said, it, it, it would flow. I said, it would be irresponsible for you if you had the means, okay, to which you do. This mm -hmm. was, I was talking to this person, to, to fail to go and buy food for your household and prepare that food with the analogy that God is just going to take care of me. I said, well, you know, this flows in just about every aspect of our life. So it, it flows back to not only... Uh, personal trust in God, but how that couples with personal responsibility. You know what Paul said in First uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter three, verse ten, and he said, "For those, it may be Second Thessalonians. I'm sorry, I may not have that uh, right. I, I, that just came. Yes, yeah, Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse ten. But he says, uh, "For those who do not work, do not eat. So we have a personal responsibility to work so that we can." Uh, make money that would buy food and other things that we need, food and clothing and shelter. Well, God is going to provide, but he provides through our, the avenues that he gives us for personal responsibility. And I think the same applies to personal protection. Brother Caleb, I'll give you a thought on that before we go to break. So, yeah, I agree that uh, God uses, this is a biblical principle, that God uses means, right? I mean, God does some stuff, just miraculously by the word of his mouth. But other times he uses means. And an important biblical principle for me coming into this is that God values human life. 
because people are, are creating the image of God. Uh, God wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so if God values human life, then we ought to value human life, including our own life and including our family members' lives. And so if it's true that God values life, and if it's true that we should, and if it's true that God uses means, then the answer to this question is that, yes, Jesus is talking about a sword, because, yes, it is appropriate for us to use means, such as weapons, to guard human life because it's valuable to God. And in that time, it's a sword, but it could be a knife. It could be a gun. It could be your fist. I mean, whatever it is, those are those need to be used as defensive weapons. I mean, you don't go out just to shoot somebody, shoot somebody just to shoot somebody. But if God values human life, we ought to as well. We ought to use the means he provides for us. Well, I think about this, and, and this will kind of leave a, uh, may, maybe uh, a hanging chad, all right? I don't know if that's in this election season, because here we are. I mean, we're a few weeks past the election, and it's still going. But that's a whole other podcast. We've already dealt hmm. with that. But, um, you, you know, think about this before we go to break. You know, the one thing that strikes me here, and, and I'll talk specifically about this passage. You know, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and, and buy one. And, and Jesus, I think, was, it was a, a preparation, not only spiritually, but also physically. Uh, Jesus knew what was coming. He knew the persecution that they were getting ready for his namesake. And uh, he was preparing them to be physically prepared uh, for for what was to come. But uh, I also travel back um, to, to Matthew and the account of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, you know, you think about old Peter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter had a sword. And, and we'll talk about more after we come back from the break. But, you know, Peter, long story short, when they came to arrest Jesus, Peter got his sword out, cut old Malchus's ear off, you know, and and Jesus put it back on. It's always good to have Jesus there because you never know like when the ear's going to fall off or get cut off and he can just put it back on. But, you know, he rebukes Peter. He rebukes Peter for using that force. But it's, it's, not, because, it's not because of the protection issue. It's because he had already told Peter and those other disciples that his time was at hand. So Peter was meeting that time with the wrong weaponry, okay, because Jesus had already prepared him. But you know, he didn't rebuke him for having a sword. He didn't rebuke him really for using the sword. He rebuked him for, for, for the time and the context, But which tells me that these guys traveled armed. I mean, they had carry permits for those swords, you know, uh, wrapped up under the cloak. Uh, Brother Bob, I want to hear from you. Let's take a break and we'll come back and uh, I'm excited to have uh, or to hear what Brother Bob has to say about this very issue. We're talking about, here we call this, we're talking about the Second Amendment as it applies to biblical Christianity. You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. 
Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. Well, we're back, and certainly uh, a lively and interesting discussion uh, regarding what, what I've just dubbed this as Second Amendment uh, biblical Christianity, and we're talking about uh, Peter and swords and Malchus's uh, ear. And, and, and the question I have is when, when Peter cuts off Malchus's ear, what direction is he swinging the sword? He's not going side to side to decapitate. He's going top down, busting the skull, <laughs> and he's just off about six inches. Yeah, no, no sword control. Well, all right, Brother Caleb. You're not supposed to ask questions. We're answering questions. You've really but thought a lot about I want to send scenario. that one in, and maybe we can answer that one next week. Okay, but here's the thing. It could be that Peter was just a real bad shot with the sword. You know, I mean, like, they he yeah. would never qualify for a handgun carry. Yeah. I mean, he was drowsy. We know he was drowsy at that he time. Was I mean, he'd been asleep, asleep yeah. you know? But Bob, what uh, in all of our discussion? What is what is your take uh, on this? And 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 here, hey, here's a question: um, Do you you think a Christian ought to carry a gun? I think a Christian ought to have the right to carry a gun. Uh, Boy, you avoided mm-hmm. that like uh, like <laughs> that leftover right turkey sandwich, didn't you? I think a, a Christian. Hey, let's take a poll in this room to okay. see who's got guns on them. No, let's don't. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, and in the context of the verse that we're discussing, I I think it's a very literal thing that Jesus is telling the disciples to do. Uh, You touched on it a minute ago. I mean, the the things that were going on right then, my goodness, they were, uh, there was a lot of violence around. These guys traveled a lot, and and we know at least one of them had a money bag with him. And so I, I think for them to bear arms was a very reasonable a very reasonable thing, and I think it's true today. Uh, I, I, I don't know that any of us need to live in fear. You're talking about trusting the Lord. Well, yes, I trust the Lord, and I think we all should, but, you know, the Bible tells us to trust the Lord with all our hearts, with all that we are, and we do that. We do that. Uh, we trust the Lord that our eternity is secure because of our faith in Jesus. Uh, we We... We're not the one that keeps us safe. He is. He's the one that holds us. Uh, Jesus said no one could snatch us out of his Father's hands. That's the work he does. But then there are other responsibilities that are on our side of the thing that relate not only to personal protection, but protection of our family. I was just thinking a moment ago, you know, even where Paul was talking about in Ephesians about the the responsibility of the husband. Mm Mm-hmm. He said that we as husbands, and we're all husbands here, are to be to our wives what Jesus is to the church. And not only is he the chief shepherd of the body of Christ, he has charge of taking care of the body of Christ and protecting the church, uh, the body of Christ. So I know even in that regard, I think it gives us the responsibility to protect ourselves and protect our family. Uh, And we live in a time now that is so different. I know we talked about the virus and how difficult 2020 has been, uh, but I in my lifetime have never seen such violence uh, and oftentimes such needless violence. And I I think we have the responsibility as Christians to protect ourselves and our families and do it in a legal way 
through legal procedures to be able to own a gun or to carry a gun uh, and to do that in a, a right way according to the laws of our land and know that uh, uh, we have it not to kill people but to protect ourselves. We don't have it to maliciously bring harm to anyone. Uh, we do it, we have it because we want to protect ourselves and I think it's necessary to, in these days uh, when there's so much needless violence, so much evil and so much uh, wickedness uh, where people are being shot for no reasons, killed for no reasons. So I think it is important for a Christian to have the right to own a gun, to carry a gun, as long as it's, he does it in the right way, according to the laws of our land, and, and, and for the right reason. Well, let, let, let me say uh, uh, kind of, well, maybe I might pose a question to you, Brother Bob, or, or maybe uh, this will probably open up a whole nother discussion, but, you know, over and over, and we've talked about the preservation of human life and the protection of human life. But in that, uh, what, what about, what, what, what about property? You know, uh, y'all, y'all have read recently here in, again, middle Tennessee, uh, our legislatures have introduced, I think it's house bill number 11. Where And this is in response to what you said, this violent time that we've rolled through, where we see many riots, uh, many peaceful protests that turn a different direction. Uh, and, and then as a result of that, we've seen in, in major cities looting and, and uh, uh, you know, such. We experienced that in Nashville not that long ago, uh, close to us here. Uh, down downtown Nashville, where uh, folks broke into stores and began to take stuff that didn't belong to them, and this bill was introduced, I think, uh, in conjunction with that. But basically, here's my understanding of the bill, and I've not studied it in totality. But my understanding of the bill is that if this passes, they would give a person, it would give a, a, a person a law-abiding right to shoot someone who took their property. So I don't know, <laughs> this, this, we might need a whole nother podcast on this, but, um, you know, what, what is, what is, uh, your take? Cause we've talked about life. We've talked about the protection of life. What are, what are your thoughts on maybe this house bill, brother Caleb? Well, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, familiar with the bill itself, so I can't speak to that specifically, but, uh, the idea of property rights uh, I think it kind of gets tossed aside, but property rights is a human rights issue. And the reason I say that is because uh, your property is an extension of your labor. And your labor is an extension of your, of your person. So you work, and that's using your body, using your time. And the fruit of that labor is your property. And so when, when people start uh, talking about property rights, what they're really talking about is what I have used my body and my time and my energies to obtain these things. And so uh, it's my opinion now that this isn't, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could uh, say this across the board, but what I think is that uh, I would not shoot somebody if they stole something from me. I, I wouldn't do that personally. But we probably ought to think about property rights more highly than we do. Because it's not just uh, stuff somebody buys. Like it takes time, energy, labor to to get those things, 
and we probably should have a little higher view of uh, people's right to property. I'm, well, I'm going to go with uh, Exodus 22 on that, <laughs> where where basically he says, listen, if a thief comes in and uh, in the process of you figuring out who it is and what they're doing there, and, and he gets killed, there's no blood guilt. So, And, and here, here's the thing. I mean, we're talking about property rights. Those people that looted those businesses, they're, they're not just looting a business. They are ruining that person's ability to provide for their family. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I mean, they're they're not just taking a pair of boots from you know downtown. Sort they're they're taking food off somebody's plate. Now I don't know about y'all, but but if I went to my son's school, right, and and there's a kid taking food off his plate, I'm gonna have a talking to with, with somebody. Are you right? gonna shoot him? I'm probably not gonna shoot him, <laughs> but I'm gonna say, hey, you know, them are his Cheetos, and I know they're his Cheetos, yeah. right? But um, I think it's serious, and I tell you, if somebody comes into my house to steal, in, in my mind, that they've already weighed out what's going to happen and what they're willing to do. And uh, I'm not saying I'm shooting them, but I'm going to do everything I can to protect my family and protect protect my kids. Well, I, I think it's a interesting question. Of course, we're, we're out of time, as we often do just run out of time. We. Brother Bob, we created a podcast because I don't have enough time to get all of this in on Sunday morning. And then we created a podcast for the purpose of that. And then I guess we're going to have to create another means because I don't have time. And we don't have time to answer all the questions. Now we need another hour. (laughs) We need another hour. Well, here's my question to you, Brother Bob. Would you be willing uh, to rejoin us? Because I imagine we're going to continue this discussion in another episode of our podcast. Would you be willing to be our guest and yeah. come back to the studio next week? Yes, sir. As yes, uh, sir. well, we just kind of press on. We're we're talking about house bills and and uh, we're talking about swords and 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 all of these things. And is it right? Uh, you know, and where is the balance in rights and responsibility when it comes to personal protection and preservation? Uh, We're going to continue this discussion in our next episode. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I look forward to uh, being back with you guys. And um, I I thank all of our listeners uh, for sending in these great questions that really lead uh, to, to great biblical insight, and that's what this is designed to do. If you have any questions about or comments... Well, no, let me just go with questions. But if we have any questions about anything that we discuss here... Uh, listen to the outro and it will tell you how you can get in touch with us Um, and we'd love to hear from you and uh, certainly if uh, you want to know more about a relationship with Jesus I can't think of a better way to spend my time day uh, and the resource uh, than sharing the resource of the gospel so again thanks for tuning in until next time God bless you listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.